Chapter 34 Brother He was, at least, healing quickly. It was nothing like his experience with Tigbalon. A single, if severe, break, and blindness in only one eye, meant that after only several minutes he was able to work his jaw more easily. It was painful, certainly, but he thought he could manage talking. Gwen felt a small, vindictive pleasure at making Ash wait. He'd left him in one of the ancient inner circle meeting rooms of his palace. He'd preserved a few left over from the Oak King's rule, but had never used them because he didn't invite anyone into his palatial rooms, certainly not enough to warrant a meeting room. He'd closed the door behind him, pressed his palm flat against the wall, and sealed it so that Ash couldn't get out, felt an immediate sense of satisfaction, even as his head throbbed agony at him. The satisfaction he yielded from trapping Ash within the Seely Court was short-lived. His mind was a cacophony of noise. If Ash was successful, if this worked, August would be released. Not immediately, but very soon it was all going to be over. He was certain someone would suspect what he'd done. He didn't know if old lore magic of that magnitude could remain hidden. Surely someone would sense that it had been done. He hummed experimentally. The vibration shot up through his cheekbone, and he winced, but he could feel that the bone was knitting together. He blinked rapidly, constantly trying to clear a vision that would heal in its own time. Through one eye, he saw perfectly. Through the other blurs that made him feel like he had blood or water in his eyes. He'd dealt with, fought through, much worse on the battlefield. He thought about walking through the palace to make Ash wait even longer, but ended up teleporting away to find August, deciding that it would be best if he got this over and done with quickly. Battlefield injury? Or, perchance, did you just knock your head very hard on a cabinet? Gwen shook his head. It hurt to grimace at him. August walked up instantly, pressed his fingers to the wound his brother had caused. The whole thing made him so uncomfortable that he stepped back. August was going to find out that Gwen had visited Ash without telling him, had organized all of this without telling him. Not only that, but the old lore he'd looked for. He didn't think August was going to be very grateful for it. I'm taking you to meet someone, Gwen said. Talking wasn't as excruciating as he'd feared. He pushed the pain away. As long as he was healing, it didn't matter. It was an insignificant signal his body offered up, made redundant by the speed of his healing. The person who punched you? August said, eyes narrowing. I haven't seen anyone except your soldiers and the Troes. Is this the second part of the plan? He was full of questions, and Gwen didn't see the point in answering. You're going to be asked to do something difficult, Gwen said. August's expression stilled, and then went carefully blank. The last time Gwen had warned him about something like this, he'd been dragged off to a display soon after. You do not have to do it, but I caution you now to consider everything presented to you. If everything goes well today, you will be released soon. In under two weeks. Technically, Gwen could release him within days if everything went to plan. All Ash had to do was finalize his side of things, get the unseelie court ready. But he gave himself two weeks. He hated himself for it. He should have been honest with August. 
choosing to spend more days with a captive instead of freeing him as he wanted to, was selfish and cowardly. Is it a mage? Algus asked, voice hushed. Gwen reached out and took him by the shoulder. They dissolved into light. The cry that Ash gave when he saw his brother was a sound that Gwen would never forget. He stepped backwards out of their way, leaned against the wall, told himself that he wouldn't interfere with their reunion unless he had to. He'd already taken too much from them. He couldn't leave them their privacy, but he could stay out of their space, their energy, as much as possible. He blinked blurriness out of his eye from time to time, only to remember with frustration that his sight would return in its own time. Ash and August stared at each other, August's arms limp by his side, and Ash's hands trembling, reaching. Ash, with his long curly hair and crown atop it, a unique filigree in a fine silver, looking like thin, leaved twigs. He wore human shoes, human clothing, though he looked smarter and neater than he had when Gwen had last seen him. His shirt had a collar, his face was clean-shaven, and August opposite him, wearing finely made clothing, the finest the Sealy Treasury could afford. Black boots with handmade buckles and stern heels, black pants that were form-fitting, but soft and water-wicking. A long-sleeved button-up shirt, pale green and also collared, an embroidered motif of lakeweed coiling up from the hem on the left-hand side. Gwen heard August's exhale, saw the color that drained from his face. His eyes brightened, his hands spasmodically opened and fingers splayed. He stared hungrily. Aside from the trembling of his chest as he caught his breath, he didn't move. They couldn't look away. Ash, August said, his voice naked and stripped of all of its usual affectation. August looked at Gwen in disbelief, and then stared at Ash again, shaking his head faintly. Ash, you... Ash's eyes were roving, taking in August's clothing, his hair, his face. And Gwen's own heart was pounding rapidly to see them stare at each other so, to see the connection they had. Gwen had used that connection, used it to defeat a king, destroy two brothers. Seeing it now, he wondered what it must be like. He didn't think he felt for anyone the way August and Ash felt for each other. He loved August, certainly, but not as kin, not for thousands of years. He'd never had that for anyone. Ash, I... What happened to your hair? You used to like it long, Ash said, voice rusty as though he hadn't used it for weeks. Hmm, when I was ten. Ash's eyes widened, and then he started to laugh, August following suit. Both of them laughing freely, normal enough for Ash, but Gwen had never heard August laugh like that, as though nothing mattered and everything was okay. No sarcasm or darkness or smugness attached to it. Gwen's heart ached. He wished he had kept Tigbalon's power for himself so he could fade away. <laughs> you look terrible, August said, laughing again. And you, brother, you look well. Ash's eyes met Gwen's where he stood against the wall, something confused, suspicious in them. He looked back at August at the quality of his clothing, at his freely dripping hair, which was not nearly as poor in health since the display. Since then, August had experienced free access to water, showers, had fed on a human, ate whatever he pleased. He was healthy. He could stand to feed his true appetite more, 
but there was no mistaking the fact that August was no longer under Fay, that he had been well for some time. He looked healthier than Ash did. You're not under Fay? Hold up, hold the fuck up. What the fuck is going on? Did you fuck your way to freedom or something? August smirked, opened his mouth to respond. Gwen didn't want to know what he was going to say and cleared his throat. They both looked to him in an instant. Gwen was unsurprised at Ash's suspicion. It was clear he thought Gwen an intrusion, nothing more. But even August looked... wary. Both wondering what I'm going to do to them this time. Ah, <sighs> Suddenly the smashed-up face makes sense, August said, turning back to Ash. Honestly, brother, I can defend myself. I didn't do it for you, Ash said indignantly. I did it for me. Fucker lied to me. He promised he'd give you back to us, August. He promised. Short of a blood oath, he fucking swore it. And instead of giving you to the unseely court, he fucking kept you. Gwen froze. That was the one thing he'd not revealed to August. At first because he didn't want to, and then because he forgot, and then because he just didn't want to think about any of it anymore. He'd even managed to reassure August that Ash still loved him and cared for him without revealing the promise he'd broken. It wasn't a very steely thing to do, but then... Is that so? August said, and Gwen fought to hold back the swallow, fought to keep his expression impassive as August leveled him with a cold look. He didn't tell you? Of course he fucking didn't. August, I would never have left you here. Fuck no, that wasn't the plan. You were supposed to come back with me that day. That was one of the requirements, that you would come back with me straight away, that I could... Ash, August said, not taking his eyes away from Gwen's. There were promises in that gaze, a menace that made Gwen want to shift from foot to foot. He tasted dread in the back of his throat, thin and acidic, like bile. I'm sure you're not here to tell me that Gwen broke a promise. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that you're not under Faye, and you're... But during the display, I thought that... I mean, you were hurt... I'm surprised you remember, August said, uncomfortable. I'm sure you're not here to talk about that either. Can we discuss my condition and broken oaths once I know why you're here? I'm not sure if you remember, but the last time you and Gwen colluded, it didn't end well for me. Oh, fuck. Gwen hadn't even thought of August making that connection. He looked up at the ceiling and took a slow, deep breath. He could have thought of a better way of bringing this up. He should have warned August, or at least let him know that Ash was at the Seely Court. Instead, he had wanted it to be a surprise. Ash shrugged off the knapsack, lowered it to the table, opened it carefully. There was nothing in it except for faintly glowing light, highlighting the bareness of the satchel. Ash drew out two objects, both so fragile in appearance that Gwen knew only magic held them together. They were woven filaments of light, both a pale, glowing turquoise. It was as though strands of shimmering hair had been tangled together as two hollow orbs, except that the hair reflected and glimmered, hummed. Gwen could feel the magic of them sending reverberations through his body. His rib ached in response. Old lore calling to old lore. The knapsack must have been made of a material to protect the orbs and hide their vibrating magic. The mage must have given it to him. Ash looked up at Gwen and back to the orbs. He didn't seem to know what to say. It's old law, 
Gwen said, meeting August's eyes. This was important. This was more important than broken promises or the pain of releasing August's or really anything. It's a soul bond. This one is designed specifically for you and Ash, by the only mage alive in the world today who can make them. It occurred to me that you need something more than what I've given you so far. Something public, something that others will see and respond to. Ash is beloved amongst our kind, even to this day. We're fate to know that you were so bonded to Ash that you had promised not to harm the unsteady or seedy kingdoms on pain of Ash dying. It would stay the hands of many. They trust in that bond. They've had thousands of years to learn to believe in it. What Faye doesn't know the story of the Arkushka and the Glashton come together in this lifetime to be brothers instead of mortal enemies. The Soban does, however, come with side effects. The ones you've probably heard of in folktale. If Ash dies, you would die, and vice versa. So, should a successful assassination attempt occur, Ash will also come to pass. And if you break your oath given for the gift of this soul bond, Ash will die. Likewise, if Ash breaks his oath, you will. August stared at the orbs, horror on his face. His mouth was twisted in disgust, eyebrows pulled together. He took a small step backwards. I'm not interested. Gwen had been expecting this, but Ash clearly hadn't. Wait, no, August, this is so you can be released. He said so. If it's that you don't trust him, look, I get that, but... I believe that this is genuine, August said, laying each word down carefully. And I thank the both of you for going to this length. But I am not interested. He laughed faintly. (laughs) I would never be interested. The old law is illegal and banned for a reason. And this deal you want to make? Ash, you would die. I'm not interested in something that would get you killed. I'm not. Brother, I want you to live forever, and I most certainly will not. Ash's brows pulled together in shock. He looked down at the glowing orbs as though he hadn't foreseen the argument, which was ridiculous, at least from where Gwen was standing. It was the biggest hurdle he'd foreseen. And then Ash looked up from the orbs and pinned August with a look that could only be called pure pleading. August maintained eye contact with him for several breaths and then had to look away. August, I could hardly survive these months without you in my life, and I knew you were alive. How do you think I'm going to handle it if you're fucking killed by some fae, randomly, and I can't protect you? This gives me a chance to protect you. Like, I don't know, like I haven't been able to in the past? And it's not like I haven't thought about this. It's something I'm willing to do, okay? I'm not an idiot. I know it puts me at risk. I just happen to think you're worth it. You know, because I love you, and you're cool. August turned a pained look to Gwen. Can we have some time alone? Not until this has been decided, Gwen said, and August glared at him. And it hasn't been decided. It sounded like I made a decision. Did it not sound like I made a decision? Also, have you not considered that I'm also not interested in making an oath where I swear not to work against either of the courts? I... Gwen reached into his pocket, drew out a crumpled piece of parchment. This is what you'd be oathing. Hey! Ash said as August snatched it from his hands and started to read it. I get to decide that. You most assuredly do not. Gwen stared at him. Not in this. He needs to make an oath that other fake can hear and verify, not some cobbled together hack job that you've done at the last minute so that you can get him free again. Oh, August said quietly. You put in clauses. 
Oh, fuck him, Ash said, coming over. Gwen was surprised to see August cringe away from him, but Ash didn't seem to have noticed. The movement had only been slight, and a few moments later, Gwen wondered if he'd imagined it. They were leaning towards each other now, invisible threads binding them close. It was that exact connection that Gwen wanted to exploit again, only this time with the hopes of keeping August alive. No, not... August looked up at Gwen in confusion. If my life is in danger, or I believe my life to be truly threatened even if it is not in actual danger, I am able to work against the courts for so long as I perceive my life to be in danger and the courts to be a cause. In other words... In other words, if the Seely or Unseely courts mobilize against you, if Golvi plots your end, you may do whatever you need to do to defend yourself. Ah, oh, that's... It looks like freedom, but it's not freedom. A soul bond isn't freedom. What freedom did you truly think you'd have for yourself, after everything you've done, and everything that you've experienced? Has it taken this long for you to realize that it doesn't exist? I've said I wanted to release you from the city court. I didn't say anything about freedom. Though, secretly, he had been thinking of it as freedom. It was the closest that August would come to it. Semi-protected by old lore invisibility to hide from assassination attempts outside of the unseelie court, a brother who was king, and Gulvi, who would never attempt to kill August while his life was tied to Ash's, because she was a swan, and she had given her heart away to Ash and was so bound to him, even if Ash didn't return that love. It was the best he could offer. Ash was staring at Gwen once more, eyebrows pulled together, forehead wrinkled. Gwen sighed. I'll give you some time to talk it over. Call me back when you're ready. The Sobon needs... To be witnessed by a third party, Ash interrupted. Yeah, yeah, I got the skinny on that. Don't you worry. Gwen walked out of the room, wondering how long the headache would take to pass. Every time he talked, every time he forced his voice to normalcy and made his diction clear, his cheekbones shredded pain at him. His eyesight was becoming whole again, but the blurs of color, the fact that his sight was so imbalanced, he still felt as though something were in his eye. He leaned against the wall outside, but didn't close the door fully. He'd always planned to listen in. He couldn't trust them with complete privacy. A sound of movement, then August making an abortive noise. Uh, I can't, August said. What? Just not here. When I'm... when I'm out. Then. You can hug me then but not in here. Right, right. I gotcha, Ash said. He sounded sad, though. August had refused an embrace. Then again, Gwen couldn't blame him. Perhaps he wanted to wait until it was all real. August was far better at delayed gratification than most. A long silence, then. So long, Gwen wondered if they had a signed language, some other way of communicating. You know why I can't do this, August said. Also, you look ridiculous with that crown on your head. Firstly, I look fantastic. Secondly, I know why you think you can't do this. But here's here's the thing, and I've thought a lot about this, so please just don't interrupt me until I'm done, okay? I know you love to interrupt me, but just wait. As far as I know, you were fucked up by the Nightmare King. Badly. That's about as much as I knew, because you wouldn't tell me anything more than that. But guess what, August? 
When he came back, he told me some of it. No, no, don't you interrupt me. Just wait. Now, as far as I know, you then went kind of mental, joined the crazy train, defeated a kingdom. Unfortunately for you, your own fucking kingdom, and then basically have been doing all of this shit because I don't even think I can say it. Because he hurt you, basically. Now, I didn't push hard enough. I looked for you when he had you. I did. But when you came back, I didn't push hard enough. Because that's not what we were about. You know? You were the big brother. I was the little brother. And the rule was that I didn't push you about things. And you didn't force me to grow up. Even if you... Even if maybe I should have been made to. Just look at me, August. You think I'm not going to push hard now? This does actually make you more likely to survive out there. I've been thinking about it. How Gwen might use it against us, but also how we might use it to sort of, I don't know, make it. You'd be in the unseated court. You'd be inner court status and protected. Seely Faye can't get in at all, and there are protected rooms, and... I'd be a prisoner. That's the definition of interrupting me. Well, I'd hate to break character, August muttered. I need to be able to get out of the unseely court, Ash. I need... I need a lake. I need a home. Your life would be in danger. It's my life. I get to do what I want with it. I want to use it to make you more likely to live. That's a big deal to me, you know? You being alive. Another long silence. August, look at me. No, August said. Come on, just a teensy-weensy look. Just one. You're making that face again. Gwen almost smiled, except that he knew it would hurt his cheekbone. He couldn't imagine exactly how Ash looked, but he thought he could imagine August's expressions. He thought he could hear the hesitation in his voice. August was making the right arguments, but there was a fractiousness in his voice, a desperation to be as free as he could be, to claw life back to himself. For all that August wanted Ash alive, he wanted his own life too. Gwen had bet a great deal of all of this on the fact of August's survival instinct. After all, August's survival instinct had seen him through his time with the Nightmare King. It had seen him through six months of isolation in a cell, to the point where he was healthier than when he was put in it. Gwen had faith in that instinct. He wasn't the only one with the survival instinct of a cockroach. Did he... really promise to give me to the unseedy court? Fucking hell did he ever, Ash said. Gwen took a shaky breath, squeezed his eyes shut. That hurt his cheek, but he didn't ease off. Ash, this is forever. This soul bond is forever. They can't be undone, can they? Mage said they're permanent. That means that in two thousand years' time, if we happen to make it that far, our guards will be down because that's what people do, and someone with a death grudge will come and find me. That will be that. Then we got another two thousand years, Ash said, sounding excited. Look at me, August. Do I look like someone who's afraid of dying in your name? Another long pause. I can't believe you're hedging on this! Ash shouted. You've been fucking locked up for a year. You've been treated like shit with that unpredictable asshole. I don't care if the display was aroused. You've been a goddamn prisoner. I'm tired of you being taken by some evil dick who wants to make your life miserable, and I'm tired of not being able to do anything about it. 
Well, look here. We can do something about it. I don't know why he's setting you free. Maybe it is a trick, but... It's not a trick, Aga said. I believe he means it. Silence. Do not believe me, Aga said. No offense, brother, but you've believed some pretty crazy things before, after captivity. Oh, Aga said. Of course. What did he make you give up, so you could be so healthy? How are you not under Fay? Has he been... Oh, fucking hell. What has he been taking from you? Oh, please, Aga snarled. Give me some credit. Like I've ever been some victim. By the gods, Ash. I was out of the cell and living in my own rooms before the display. I was upgraded to capital status shortly after that. I've been given a leg. You should be asking me what I've been taking from him. Gwen's eyes flew open. His face slung pain at him in response, and he ignored it. <laughs> you should ask me what he has left to give. August laughed darkly. Gwen felt as though he'd been struck all over again. He'd been an idiot all this time, and of course he'd known that, but hearing August say as much to Ash was difficult. His heart beat harder. He realized that it had been so easy for August to play him. He'd probably laid himself out on a silver platter, shown all his vulnerabilities from that very first time he went down to try and break him in a cell. Gwen had wondered in the beginning suspected all along, and it wasn't so much that it was a surprise, it was that... it was that he'd somehow hoped it would stay private, that August wouldn't tell everyone how much of a vulnerable fool he was. They must have continued talking while he scrambled after his own thoughts, because the next moment August had ducked his head out of the door, raising his eyebrows at Gwen. "'Do you want to witness this soul-bonding or not?' It's the first of its kind in thousands of years, so you might as well. You'll do it? Did it not just sound like that's what I said? August walked back into the room, and Gwen followed, apprehensive. An hour later, everything was set up. Everyone was nervous. Even Ash. The more they formalized the steps, the more Gwen remembered that origami bird talking about the price being high, for everyone, for the others. He pushed it out of his mind but the nervousness remained. They'd hit a hurdle early on when Ash had said, So, what do you want me to oath? You have yours, but I have to oath something too. Nothing, August said casually. No, I mean, I have to. There needs to be an exchange in the contract for the soul bond to work. August fidgeted, turned to the side, hiding his face from Ash, hiding most of it from Gwen. And what Gwen could see gave him pause. August looked frightened cautious. Come on, man, there must be something you want from me. More hugs. For me not to hog all the blankets. I can stop stealing your food. Come on, August. Now's your chance. August gazed fixedly on the floor. He didn't blink for a long time. Oath not to infest me with the shadows again, August said quietly. Gwen looked over to see Ash's reaction. Ash was looking at Gwen again, a kind of horror on his face but he tore his eyes away, took a step towards his brother, concerned. August stiffened, and Ash froze. That's all I want, August said. But, but they're gone. They're, it will never happen again. It was a one-off, and it can't happen again. I, August, you can't, you should ask for something different. That's all I want, 
August repeated, turning to him. Just that. Not to be infested with the shadows again. August had never talked about what it felt like with Ash. He'd talked about some aspects of his time with the Nightmare King. He'd had nightmares around Gwen. He'd shown his distress in complete darkness around Gags. He'd even talked, briefly, about missing Ash. But he'd never, ever talked about how it felt to have Ash force those shadows into him, to have that act, which Gwen knew horrified August so much, come from Ash, of all people. And it was now, in this moment, that Gwen came to understand a measure of how horrendous August had found the whole experience. That, out of everything, he would choose this almost redundant oath for something that really wouldn't ever happen again. That he still needed that reassurance, to the point that he would soul-bond with Ash over it, was eye-opening. I... Okay, okay, August. Sure, I got it, Ash said. His voice was muted, he looked sad. But he wrote down his oath all the same, made August check it over to make sure it was good enough. August nodded, but he seemed absent, not quite in the room. Gwen had seen him like that before. It was very much how August had been before he decided to roleplay himself as Unsealy King and poked Gwen full of holes in the process. Gwen shivered. August took the ball of filamentous light that Ash handed to him, turned it in his fingers, staring at it. He looked like he was only examining it, but Gwen could tell by the lines of tension in his body that he wasn't pleased about any of it. He realized August had not once officially agreed to it. His own heart beat furiously in his chest. This would ensure so much protection for August, even if it did put Ash at increased risk. It wasn't as though Ash hadn't been made completely aware of the consequences of his actions this time. There were no lies here, but there was no agreement that anything would go ahead, either. Placement matters, Ash said, ignoring Gwen completely and only addressing August. I need to... The mage said it would be best if I placed my hand over your heart while you took your oath. And that, for me, you can choose anywhere. Forearm is more casual. Like, there's so much fucking casual about this. But, um, the mage said that if you had the oath taken over your heart, people would maybe take it more seriously. Would they? August drawled. And then what? That would leave the rest to come and kill me, and therefore you? August... Ash pleaded. August, don't you want to get out of here? He said he'd release me anyway, August said dismissively, with or without this exchange. Brother, Ash said, listen to me. This is something I want to do. To help you. God help me, but the fates gave me this fucking glamour that makes everyone like me and want to be nice to me and, I don't know, care or something. If I can use that to help you, because, let's face it, you don't have the same type of glamour I do. Just fucking let me. August looked at the small ball of light in his hand and turned it, made a small sound in the back of his throat. Gwen's hands ached to reach out, his throat opened to say something, to see if he was okay. But this wasn't about him, and it wasn't about his concerns. He pretended he wasn't in the room, even as he looked down on both of them, the tallest one there. I don't want this. I don't want to swear an oath not to work against the kingdoms. I'm unseely. I'm not some neutered gelding to be led around like... As it is, I've done a display once. I don't need to do the magical equivalent of showing how domesticated I am now. 
He put the ball of light down, turned away from Ash, and took several deep breaths. You want a lake, Ash said. You want a home. And the unsee the court. And to not be here anymore. Maybe he'll release you anyway. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Maybe it's just one giant fucking scam. But you know, you know that if you do this, your chances are better. Once the magic is actually done, no one will care that it's fucking illegal. Everyone will think, oh, I don't know, how brave I was to do this for you, to put my life on the line like this, that you must be worth fighting for, that you did this for me, knowing that I was putting myself at risk is a big deal. They will... August, some of them are going to believe it. August looked haunted, looked like he'd forgotten that Gwen was in the room, like he didn't want to hear anything Ash was saying. And Gwen would give so much to be able to add his own weight to the argument, for August to listen to him. But he wasn't family, and he couldn't be trusted. Ash had that earnestness reinforced by his natural glamour. It was a powerful weapon. If he ever decided to become a soldier, he could have been very compelling convincing loyalty from soldiers. You want a home, right? To get out of here? To, I don't know, not be fighting everyone off? Shut up, August muttered. But that was when Gwen knew that Ash had him. And Ash knew it too, because he said nothing. And minutes later, August picked up the ball of light again. His hand was trembling. He stared at it in horror. This is wrong. It feels wrong. People aren't supposed to be soul-bonded like this. Well, fuck me, it's a good thing we're not people and we happen to be brothers, huh? It's permanent, August said. Permanent. And, may I add, no fae who has ever soul-bonded before has lived to tell the tale. And? I nearly died from poison from a were-villain when we were young, and God knows you've probably gotten yourself into trouble before. <sighs> Fuck, August, we're not going to live forever, you know? Accidents happen. We live a long time. But fae die. And we're going to die. And fucking trust me, if you get run through on a sword and get all scrambled by some fae who wouldn't have done it knowing I'd die too, and I know full well I didn't push you to do this, I will regret it for the rest of my life. Of course, if we do this and I get run through with a sword anyway, you won't be able to regret it because you'll be dead. Look at me. Fuck, you've hardly looked at me at all. I don't want to be talked into this, August said. Fucking look at me! August did, reluctantly, and Ash stared, miserable. He was better put together than the last time Gwen had seen him, but he still looked worn and aged. He wondered how much sleep Ash had been getting lately. Wondered if it had been hard for him to sober up, to not default to alcohol or worse as a way of dealing with all of his problems. It looked like it had taken a toll. August, please... Tell me what to do, August said, closing his eyes. Just tell me, and I'll... And that was all Ash needed, directing August to unbutton his shirt, taking the oath that Gwen had written and looking it over several times, glancing up at Gwen with something like naked hatred in his eyes, before handing it back to August. He took the ball of light that August was holding and held it in his right hand, placed his left over August's chest, watching August closely. Read it out, 
Ash said. August picked up the oath that Gwen had written and read it silently several times. He took an unsteady breath and spoke the words that Gwen had written himself, laboring over how to be precise without being too exacting. I, August Okushka, brother to Ash Glashton, enter into this mutual soul bond in which I oath to never... Again, work against the seely and unseely kingdoms, in ways to bring about their ruin or the ruin of their people through powers awarded to me by the court, kingdom, or otherwise, except in those circumstances in which I genuinely believe a court or its members are mobilizing against me to do me harm, whether perceived or real, or in those circumstances that a court or its members are mobilizing against a loved one in which I genuinely believe harm is intended whether perceived or real. A pause. Nothing happened. August opened his mouth, a skeptical look crossing over his face, and Ash was staring down at the blue orb of light in confusion. Then it struck. It coalesced into living light, whined so high Gwen winced at the sound of it attacking his ears, shot into August's chest. A blinding blue light flared. August screamed abruptly, a sound Gwen had never heard torn from his throat before, not even when he'd had the nightmare. He was clawing at his chest, stepping back. Gwen's heart beat so fast he thought he'd swallowed a frantic huge bird whole, because what if he'd gotten it wrong? What if the old lore was wrong? What if this wasn't going to work and he'd just killed him because everyone knew that the old lore was banned for a reason, and that... Gwen rushed forwards as August collapsed, but Ash was there before him, catching him before he fell, lowering him to the ground carefully. August was limp in his arms, eyes half-closed, the whites showing. Ash glared at Gwen, eyes blazing. He pressed his fingers to August's throat, opened his mouth to spit insults, to probably ask Gwen what he'd done, if he was happy. August took a huge breath, his eyes snapped open again, his body stiffened. There was a blackened mark on his chest, faint hints of blue glittering in it. Gwen stared. He had no idea if that would stay, but it looked like it might. It was a supernatural wound, and wounds made by magic tended to leave scars. Fuck, August breathed. Never doing that again. August, are you all right? Just a minute, please. August's voice was a wheeze in his throat, but a minute later he was struggling into a sitting position and then pushing himself upright, Ash hovering over him and Gwen wanting to do the same, but stepping back, realizing Ash had it in hand. August laughed weakly. (laughs) I'm getting tired of strange magic being shoved into me. I need... minute... August placed both hands flat on the table and bowed over them, taking deep, shaking breaths. Gwen wanted to ask him what it felt like, if it hurt, if he was okay. He wanted to, unexpectedly, apologize. There was no going back now. August needed about five minutes, and then suddenly he grabbed the other orb, lurched toward Ash. (laughs) It's uneven, August gasped. Do it! You need to complete it! What? Ash said, staring. Say the oath! Okay, okay, fuck. Pick uh, pick where the... 
August's arm lashed out, his hand gripped Ash's left forearm hard. He picked up Ash's pieces of paper and thrust it at him. He was trembling, jaw clenched. By the gods, hurry, August said between his teeth. Yeah, shit, um, I, Ash Glashton, brother to August Akushka, enter into this mutual soul bond in which I oath to never again infest, threaten, or attack you with the living shadows or, or any other alien darkness produced by the Nightmare King. The ball August was gripping in between white knuckles transformed instantly and then shot towards Ash's wrist, stretching and writhing through August's fingers and searing into Ash's forearm. They both jerked apart, Ash so violently that his crown came off and fell to the ground with a musical tink. The inside of his wrist was blackened, glittering dancing flashes of blue-green shining beneath the skin. After a few seconds, it settled and stilled, though Gwen swore he could still see the magic. He could still see it under August's skin. Bits of blue-green, winking at different angles. <sighs> Better. August exhaled harshly. <sighs> Better. What... what does it feel like? Ash and August both turned to Gwen. Ash looking like he still wanted to murder him, and August like he'd forgotten Gwen was there. But Gwen wanted to know. It was a soul bond, the first since the old lore had been banned as far as he knew. It was an incredible magic. He would never learn again what it might be like. It's fine, Ash said sharply. But he turned and looked at the inside of his forearm, then trailed his fingers over the blackened skin. He winced, but didn't look to be in any true pain. August, likewise, had pressed the flat of his palm to his chest, over the worst of the mark. It feels like it's always felt, August said quietly. The skin is different, but... We're still brothers. Yeah, Ash said, smiling. Still feels like that. August returned the smile, and then it faded from his face. His expression turned inwards, his lips thinned. His fingers picked at the mark over his skin absently. He looked into the distance, and then his fingers moved to his shirt and carefully buttoned it shut again, closing over the mark. To Gwen's surprise, August didn't ask if it was permanent, didn't ask if it would heal, seemed disinclined to talk or make eye contact. Perhaps the gravity of what had just happened had hit him. Ash faced Gwen, bared his teeth. But just think, how much of this wouldn't have been fucking necessary if you had just given him to us in the first place, like you said you would? I hope your cheek hurts, asshole. Gwen stared at Ash, and then August was grabbing Gwen by the arm and dragging him away, digging his claws in. Gwen felt very much not like a king in that moment. August smiled sweetly at Ash. Excuse me, brother, I just have something I'd like to talk to Gwen about. Yeah, you do that. Ash said, returning the smile conspiratorially. Gwen's eyes widened as August pulled him out of the room, closed the door to block sound, and then his heart was pounding faster when August pushed him back against the wall, furious. He couldn't deal with this. He'd put himself on the line for this soul bond. He was going to be killed. He only had weeks left at most. Who knew how many people had sensed the magic in the first place, and he... He flinched when August dug his fingers into Gwen's ribs, aiming for pressure points. A soul bond and my brother, hmm, August said. So nice of you to let me know in advance. August, you... And you betrayed him, August purred, Gwen making a choked noise as August's spider walked his fingers into multiple pressure points so that Gwen's entire torso felt like it was catching on fire. He grit his teeth to bear the pain, 
only to cry out in the back of his throat as he aggravated still healing bone. August didn't stop. You betrayed my brother, he whispered, and didn't tell me. Probably wise, but I know now. Did you not tell me because you knew how I'd react? I still have that cross set up, could still tie you to it. Gwen sighed, stepped away, and then gasped at the intense flare of pain that August inflicted on him in punishment. He froze, felt sickened. He didn't want this. Didn't August know how hard he was trying? He'd been punched in the face twice, his eyesight was still coming back, and he couldn't tell August now because August would... what, like it? Say it was deserved? Gwen knew he'd done the wrong thing. He'd known it for months upon months. It had never sat well with him. He didn't need someone else to remind him. Not again. Not August. Stop it, Gwen said, voice weak. Stop this. Is there anyone in the world who doesn't hate you once you're through with them? August said. Gwen felt something twist in his chest, twist hard. He reached up and shoved August, who stumbled away, surprised. I did the best that I could, Gwen said, voice rising. I did the best that I could out of a bad situation. He hated how desperate he sounded, and hated more the way August's face changed from shock to derision. You betrayed him. He betrayed you. And you don't want to blame him for that, because you forgive him. You will always forgive him, because of who and what he is to you. You want a scapegoat because it's easier. Because you like the easy way, August. Be angry that I hurt him, but you weren't there, and you do not understand what it was like. He hated how he sounded. This, this sort of thing had never gotten him anywhere in the past. He was complaining. It was whining and unwarranted and filled with pathetic desperation, and he loathed it, but he couldn't stop. He didn't think he could stand it if August tied him to a cross over this, punished him for it. Between waiting for Creel's plan and dealing with the weight of the Seely Court and releasing August and all of the stupid, stupid feelings he had piling on top of him. I understand perfectly well, August said coldly. Gwen laughed bitterly. <laughs> oh yes, because you too have dealt with a mad king bent on destroying both kingdoms, have you? Tell me then, how many fae you've had to slaughter because wasting away drove them mad? Tell me, August, I want to know. You betrayed all of us. You betrayed the covenant of our kind. You betrayed those fae who trusted you. You betrayed... I betrayed you, August snapped. That's what you want to say, isn't it? I owed you nothing. I don't want to be punished for this, Gwen shouted. And he never did this. He never raised his voice like this. And it was... something that had never worked in the past, and he didn't know why he was doing it now. His head was in his hands. He was digging fingers into his scalp. Please, August. Please. A long silence. Gwen, August said, the tone of his voice shifting. Please, Gwen said, hardly aware of it. Gwen, I'm not sure what you expect from me. Mercy? He is the most innocent out of all of us. And you? Then you should never have dragged him into your inner court. Ever. There is no innocence that can remain in a court environment. Nothing. You cursed him the moment you raised his status up like the naive king that you were. What innocence did he have left when he approached me, asking for my help? When he, shattered, turned to someone he did not admire nor respect. And you, you have the audacity to... Gwen, wait. August held up his hand slowly, his eyes widening, and Gwen felt a sick, dark rage twisting inside of him, demanding more than just words. 
He grabbed August by the forearms, digging his fingers in so hard that August made a choked sound. He slammed him against the wall, satisfied with the thud of it, and then pinned August's wrists with a single hand and slipped his other hand between them, between August's legs, snarling when August started to struggle. He crushed his lips to August, cutting the inside of his mouth, cutting August, tasting blood, a kiss more teeth than anything. He pulled away, breathing harshly. I'm still your king and your captor, and you are still mine to do with as I please. August shook his head, breathing harshly, trying to twist away from Gwen's hands, pulling his wrists, shifting his hips away. Gwen, wait! But Gwen didn't want to think, didn't want to wait, remembered a time when he just took from August, took and took and took, and he was already a rapist now, that's what he'd become, and it wasn't as though he could erase that fact. One day August would realize the reality of what Gwen was, and Gwen would be left with sullied memories, a love that was never perfect or true or warm or even real. He worked his hand harder against August's crotch. Time passed. August wasn't getting hard. Not even like he had in the past. Gwen slowed down, confused. In that moment, August tore his wrists free of Gwen's grip, growling deep. It's startling how much this doesn't arouse me, he said. Or you, for that matter. A hand between his legs, squeezing his limp cock so hard that Gwen whimpered. See? August hissed. August's hand tightened, and Gwen stepped back with a sound that was torn from his throat, feeling trapped. More trapped in this court than he'd felt since he first arrived. Since the day he'd realized he'd not keep his center of wildness in an environment like the court, and mourned it. He dug his fingernails into his own palms. Tiny half-moon cuts stinging. He was cold-sweating. He was more terrified than he'd ever been on a battlefield. (sighs) What would you do with me that hasn't already been done? Would you have me broken? Kill people? Sacrifice a loved one? Make me sacrifice a... Would you make me submit to torture? What? August took a careful step towards him, like Gwen hadn't just attacked him, like... Gwen. What would you do? It is obvious that you are angry with me, and you would... Sweetness, August said, a terrible softness in his voice. Gwen's eyes were burning. When had that happened? Don't. My dear, dear heart. Gwen couldn't deal with this. Couldn't deal with any of it. He turned to leave, and there was a stern, powerful hand on his wrist, halting him. Fingers threatening pressure points. He tugged hard, and August pressed his fingers in. Gwen whirled back to face him. Let go. You always cry so easily, August said with a rueful smile. Am I the only one who knows that? You wear your heart on your sleeve. Let me go. You first, August said. Gwen's mouth snapped shut, got his wrist free, but couldn't move, could only bury his head in his hands, shoulders bowing. And then there was a presence in front of him, an arm coming up, a hand resting on his upper arm. I'm still angry. You will always be angry, and I will always have done something wrong, Gwen said into his fingers. I have lived in this world long enough to know that this is how it goes. Arms around him. Gentle. He was shaking. He didn't know how to stop. This was humiliating. August's fingers were tracing careful lines over his shoulders, and Gwen was shaking his head over and over again. Sweetness, I don't want to leave you here, August said, voice low. (laughs) But you must. Gwen laughed, stepped away. You must.
and then you will realize that this has been a way of you making the best of a bad situation. And you will remember that I defeated you, and betrayed your brother, and placed you in a cell, and raped you, and hunted you, and displayed you to my court, and you will... you will come to your senses. Gwen wouldn't risk eye contact, but silence grew until it itched at him, and when he looked up furtively, August's lips were pursed. He was watching Gwen steadily. The assault was mutual, August said finally, lest we not forget the sounding, among other things. But otherwise, it may all be so. Gwen, it may not be. I owe you a debt, and I square my debts. You cannot stay here. You will die. You will not survive this place. There is no debt, Gwen said, surprised. A life debt? Is this what you mean? August nodded. But, August, you've already saved my life. Hmm, because this looks so very promising, he said. No, August, I... Gwen stared at him. His hands dropped by his side, limp. August, you... That first time, when I visited you, I thought... I thought you knew. I had decided... I had decided that if you couldn't help me, I would... I had decided. I didn't expect to live out the week. August's chest stopped moving. He stared. I'm sorry? I'd had it planned, Gwen said, remembering. I didn't expect you'd be able to help me. August, I went to an unseely fay I had never met before, for help. I didn't expect... I didn't expect help. I didn't... I'd heard rumors. I'd heard that you broke people and fixed them. I was... I was broken and I needed fixing. But I... That is the crudest way I've ever heard my skills summarized, I think, August said dryly, and then he winced. You had it planned? You would... What, leave me if I'd not help you, and that would be it? No more Gwen Apneith? Please, Gwen said, a flash of a grin taking over his face momentarily. Do you think I hadn't tried before? I only knew I would be successful this time, and I... He didn't know what else to say. He felt crunched up inside, half-digested, unreal. He felt like he was not quite anyone at all. There was no debt, he rasped. You're clear, August. It's clear. There's nothing to give back. You should... Spend time with Ash. I'll give you thirty minutes, but he can't stay. I'm concerned that Albion or others may have sensed the soul bond, and I need to check. You'll see him again soon enough. Gwen, you can't... You haven't seen him in too long. Gwen drew himself up straighter. His voice became more abrupt, more crisp. I have matters to attend to. I'll come back to escort Ash out. You should attend him and yourself for any possible side effects from the soul bond, other than those we expected. Don't you walk away from... Don't you dare teleport away from this conversation! August said, and Gwen dissolved into light. Hands reached for him, never made contact.